Well, for all of us who was here last week, we had a blessing of a good friend of ours who's mayor now. He's a delegate for Virginia. Uh, Brother Gordon Helsel came and shared his story a little bit. Were you guys blessed by that or what, man? That was awesome. Really awesome. And I won't go into all that, but, uh, you know, when we started working uh, towards this and praying about what God has us, had us to do in the up and coming weeks, God just really just set things in motion like he always does. He's amazing. He's an on-time God, right? Always, always, always. And so he got to share about when he, had, he, his, he, had, he wrote a book. He made a promise to God over 40-some years ago. God uh, was with him, and he's with us all the time, and we know Jesus Christ. But God really uh, did a mighty work in his life when he was overseas in the war. And he, and he never forgot about that. And so God just spoke to his heart and said, you know, I thought you were going to share about that. And he did, and he did it magnificently. And, you know, when we look at the components of what we're going to talk about today, I, I want you to look at what we put up here. Uh, so today's sermon is called, To God Be the Glory. Amen? You know, it's amazing that, you know, I, I want you guys to hear this. You don't have to be on the other side of the world. You don't have to be shot at. You don't have to have something terrible happen in your life to have an amazing story for God. Amen? Because God, in, 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 in His awesomeness, in your uniqueness, God is doing mighty things in you and through you. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, every time I get up here, I go, whoa, what a privilege. You know, and I take that very, very serious. And I always say, hey, y'all want somebody to pray for? You can pray for me. You know, because you know what I want to do? I want to be that mirror of Christ for God. But oftentimes we all miss the mark. But I'm here to tell you today that God's good and God's in the forgiving business and God is in the restoration business. Amen. So I want you to keep that as the backdrop of what's going on. And so as we go through this month and we're talking about testimonies and things, I want to I want to give you a word anchor. You know, every time we preach, I say, I want to give you the word anchor. I want to give you what God has His inspired word. So if you've got your Bibles with you today, if you're listening online, we're going to be going to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Amen. So we're going to keep that same momentum going and we're going to share a little bit from God's word. All right. So Ephesians 3, 20 says this. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now, how many know, can you daydream pretty good? I know I can. Right? I think in my mind, I can think of some pretty cool stuff. And God said, you ain't got nothing, right? You got nothing without me. But when we put God in the equation, everything changes, right? So, so what I'm saying is this. Even as cool as we think things can be, and as amazing things we think can be in our, our little mind, God says, mine's better. Mine's better for you. Mine's better because I love you, and I have unlimited resources. You know? As a parent, we sometimes have, most of the time we have, Limited resources, right? You want to bless your kids. And I'm not just talking about stuff, time, all these different things. And you want to pour into them. God is unlimited in his resources. And he says, you're worth it, amen? I want you to know that you're worth it. So look at this. When I look at infinitely, infinitely I said, well, that's a big word for kicking down. Let's take a look around. You know? What does that mean? Unlimited or unmeasurable, endless, exceedingly greatness. So if you read that thing like this. We come back. Now, all glory to God who is able through the, his mighty power at work within us to accomplish unlimited, unmeasurable, endless, and exceedingly greatness. That's who you are in Christ. See, a lot of times we only feel like we, uh, we are in crisis. And I'm not minimizing anything somebody's going through. But I do want to do this. I want to pull back the veil and let you see what God says about you and who God is. I want you to understand that when we have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we're grafted into that family. So guess what? When they say, don't say, who's your daddy? That's your dad. That's your dad. That is your heavenly father. 
So you know what? Let's walk in that. So what do we have in that? It's, it's important for us to see who God is. See, if we don't know who God is, we don't know who we are. Does that make sense? Because he's in us. When we, we call on the name of the Lord, ask the Lord to come into our life and forgive us of our sin, he gives us his spirit as a down payment, right? Y'all want to look that up? It's in Ephesians 1, all right? As a guarantee, a down payment. God's not in the repo business, okay? He's not in the repo business. He's in the healing business. He's in the miraculous. He's in the saving business. And he's in the keeping business. Amen? Aren't you glad? Somebody say amen there. Amen. I'm, I'm very pleased to hear that. And you know what? I tell you because, you know, uh, so many times we see that, man, we just, we choose wrong. Anybody choose wrong? Okay, I'm going to pray for all y'all. Anybody choose wrong? Yeah, we do sometimes. But let me tell you about the grace of God. God's riches at Christ's expense. It cost him everything, his very best. For you to receive his very best. I pray today, our whole focus is always just to make the most of every opportunity that you have the opportunity to come to the saving, saving understanding grace of God and receive Jesus Christ. Amen. You will hear from the day you come in to the day you go out. And if I slump over, one of the team members will say, I just want you to know about Jesus. Alright? Because that's that's what we're going to do. So today we want to glorify God. To God be all the glory. I thought about this when I break the scripture down, you know, and I said, you know, he's able, he is mighty in power, he's working in us, he is unlimited, he's more than enough. We talked about that a few weeks ago, right? Is God more than enough? Absolutely. And, and he's more than we can ask for or even imagine. And that's why I want to come back to, I want to kind of launch from that. He's got us covered. He's got us covered. You know, God doesn't, you know one word you never hear God say? A friend of mine told me that. God doesn't say, uh-oh. He doesn't say that. He's got it. He knows past, present, and future. Every hair on your head. He, he knows you. And you know what? He says, you know what? I'm more than enough for you. So, when we jump into this, I want, I, want to, I want everybody to understand. When we look at all this, who's it all about? It's about him, amen? So, who gets the glory? God gets the glory. Everybody doing good so far? Good. So, I want to talk about God getting the glory. There's a few things I want to share. I'm going to work through this slide. And we'll, we'll see what's going on here. When we share what has happened in our life... Does it point others to the goodness of God? Now, how many people work with people? And, and next thing you know, they're talking and they're talking and they're talking. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, man, I don't really realize how your hat's fitting on your head. It's all about you, right? But it's not about you. It's about God. Everybody, uh-oh, I see some people work with me. Okay, don't say nothing. No, but you know what? We do have a good time here. But, you know, sometimes we have to giggle a little bit, laugh a little bit, let our guard down. So we can hear what God's got for us, amen? Don't have to come in here all still. All that God loves you right the way you are. He wants to get something good to you. And I pray today that, that, that we are used as a conduit to get that to you, all right? So my, my question is, when we share what, what has happened in our lives, does it point others to the goodness of God? You know, last week when Brother Gordon came in, it wasn't about him. He was constantly lifting up the Lord, you know? Brother Daryl comes, I can tell you, you'll be able to find out who it's all about real quick. And I pray every time you come in here that you see that it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, and you know what? Tell him what he's done in our life. Again, I want to hit you with this. Doesn't mean that you have to go through hell to get to heaven. Amen? He'll take you right where you are. Amen? Right here, right now. Alright? So what else do we see? Do they see his character through your life? Oh, everybody gets quiet on that one. Well, sometimes... Okay, as they were just being honest, sometimes, you know, sometimes we still like to drive the bus, don't we? Oh, yeah. See, that's, 
that's one of the things the Lord continues to have to work with me. It's like, okay, I'm listening, and the Lord gives me the ball, and I'm like, I got it. And I'm going out here. And I'm thinking, where's all the blockers? And God said, walk with me. Don't get ahead of me. Walk with me. Walk in me. And I go, okay, I'll get back over here. You know, because a lot of times we just take off. See, see I had this really uh, wrong understanding about God. I thought God was some big guy, right, as a kid, that was just kind of looking over the balcony of heaven, waiting for Buddy Chapman to mess up so he could squash me down. But you know what? I probably should have read the word because that's not him. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. He's a holy God. And he's a forgiving God. And you know, I've had people try to tell me that as I went along. Got some good friends here that try to tell me that. But you know what? The seeds that they were planting didn't go unwatered. And I appreciate that. Whew. But this thing's hard sometimes. This hand's hard sometimes, isn't it? This heart gets hard sometimes. But I'm going to tell you what. God's love is tougher than your hard heart. Amen. God's grace is more than any of the problems that you've ever had. You say, you don't know my problems. You're right. You don't know what I walked through either. But I tell you what, God does. And he says, I got you. Amen. I want you to hear that today. So when, we, when we're sharing what God's doing, do they see his character in our life? So many times, just like I said, we got me, 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 it's all about me, right? Yeah, it's not about me, it's about him. That's why I get so excited about, you know, people say, hey, you know, I had somebody call me the other day and they said, man, I am so proud of you. I said, you ain't got to be proud of me, it's God doing it. They said, no, you finally learned how to sing the whole song. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Thank you. Yeah, you know. And, and so I said, wow, isn't that something? You know, I have friends that, you know, you know you'd play a little bit of a song, a little bit of a song, a little bit of a song. And they got online, right? And they go, wow, he knows the whole song. God's good. He finishes what he starts, amen? And he continues to mold what's in our life. The thing is, sometimes we just got to get out of the way and let God drive, amen? So I pray that, you know what, when we leave here, that we're refreshed. And so that God's character works through us and in us. See, have you ever noticed this? I was talking to another friend of mine the other day, and they had a lot on their plate. And I said, I said, hey, how's your mama doing? And he said, man, my mom is involved. She went through a battle with cancer the last time I talked to my friend. And he says, she is into so much stuff. She loves to help people. And he told me about her helping this, this uh, uh, senior lady that lived around the corner from her and helping this lady. And this lady's in here, and she's got to water the plants, and she's walking the dogs and everything. And he said, I don't think my mom's ever been doing any better. See, you know, we talk about this a lot. A lot of times, if we can get our eyes off self and allow God to work through us and we're, we're loving on other people, having that character of Christ, guess what? As God's working through us, God's working in us. I thought, what a testimony. That's what we talk about that all the time. So my friend's mom, she's doing all right. Because you know what? Her eyes are on the prize, the Lord Jesus Christ. And she's so overwhelmed in a good way of his presence, she can't stand still. You know I can't preach like this. That's why I got to have my little McDonald thing on the side here, because I'm all over the place, you know? I got to keep moving. And uh, because I get excited. Man, if you can't get excited about Jesus, I don't know what to tell you, because we're more in him than we would ever be without him, amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. Now, I want to talk about this. What did Jesus do? I want to give you a, a word anchor here. John 5, 19 says this, okay? And it says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. God will never do anything different than what his word says. You can always line it up. 
If you've got a praying mother-in-law like I do, the one thing that she's always told me since I come to Christ, line it up with the word. Don't care, line it up with the word. That's a good word. Amen? When we're talking here, line it up with the word. That's why I always go back. Why is Buddy saying that? Here's the word anchor. I want you to be able to have that riveted in your heart to know that we're, you know what, we're using the word of God. Amen? I want to promise you with that. So I got to thinking about this. You know, so many times, how do I want to pull this in here? I was thinking about this last night when I was writing this down. You know, I get a lot of phone calls and, and a, lot of, a lot of interesting things. And, uh, you know, and sometimes you just go, wow, man, God, you're moving all the time. And, and, and I talked to a friend of mine that I had not spoke to for over 20 years. That's a long time. And uh, they start talking. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. But I'm still smiling. They told me who it was. And I was like, okay. And we start going down memory lane and everything. And we were encouraging each other. And as we hung up the phone, my friend said this. Hey, man. Everything you told me, I know. But it sure was good to have somebody to remind me. Thanks. Wow. Sometimes we just need that reminder. What do I say? Everybody needs a cheerleader? Hey, everybody needs somebody to root them on, right? But I'll tell you what, we've got to have the proper focus. Where's our focus? It needs to be on the Lord Jesus Christ. God gets the glory. See, you know what? God gets the glory here. Now, I, I know I tell you this sometimes, but I can't help it because we've got new folks all the time. You're sitting here right now because a man back in 98 or 2000 probably, spoke into my life on his deathbed and made me promise, keep the promise. KTP means keep the promise. The first Christian song I ever wrote was keep the promise was for a friend of mine. And that man on his deathbed, I believe he got a bigger bigger sight of what, what I was looking at in my life for sure. I believe God gave him a glimpse and he spoke into my life and said, you got to promise me one thing. You got to keep doing what you're doing. You got to keep playing that music. You got to do it. And, and, and this man, he had not talked all day, my friend said. He was on, they brought him home. He was, he was in this hospital bed. He said, my dad has been calling for you all day. All day. I told Denise, I said, I don't want to go. Because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to see my friend in that shape. Right? But praise God, I went. See, it wasn't about me. It was about God getting something to me. So I could get the word out. Amen? And then he said, you you know you need to go. I said, okay. Now let me tell you, I'm praying on the way there. And when you go visit somebody and they have sent them home because there's nothing else that they can do, what do you say to them? This is what I said. I said, Pop, what do you want me to do? And he grabbed my arm and he pulls himself up. And his son was there and I was there and we were talking. He said, you got to promise me you got to promise me this. And I'm like, okay, I'll promise you this. I'm crying. I don't even know what I'm promising. But God does. And God took that and graciously moved to here, to here, to here. You talk about baby steps. I don't know if anybody could take any more baby steps than I have. The guy said, we want to do this. And I said, okay, I'm ready. Let's jump in. <laughs> but he says, just that mustard seed of faith. So what I'm telling you, if God can use a man on his deathbed to impact lives right here, right? As we showed you the other day through the app and different things, I don't have all of them there. Indonesia, Malaysia, you know, that's a long, long way past people say the money. 
all over the world that people are getting to hear the word of God. Not because of us. Because you know what? God is a faithful God. And when we step out, God gets the glory. Amen? So I just want you to hear that. I want to give you a few more scriptures if you're writing this down uh, to just really solidify this in our heart. Colossians 1.15 says, Jesus Christ is the invisible image of the... In is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. That's the Lord we follow. See, he's our role model. He's our role model. Look to the Lord. Amen? I love this verse. One of the first verses I, I, I ever memorized and, and just kept it in my heart. It's John 15, 5. And it says, I'm divine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I come back to that so many times because I know apart from him, I can do nothing. So I want to stay where? Close to the fruit tree. I want to stay close to the Lord. I want to keep that word open. I want to dig in there. And when God says, that's not the best for you, I want to be quick to turn and jump back in. Amen? So when we stay close to God, he produces the fruit in our lives. See, that's what happens when God gets the glory. You know, when we turn around, we point it back in. And I, and I put this in my notes last night. And I said, man, don't forget this. I got a big, big note, uh, star on this. I want you to hear this. Under God gets the glory, I want you to think about this. Remember who God is, what he's done, and why he's done it. His love for us drove him to it, and his unconditional love will bring us through it. Amen? That's what the Lord was showing me last night. See, Jesus came because we were in a sinful state. He wasn't. He left all that of heaven. Because you, 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 and me, and everybody listening, was worth And sometimes we just need to be reminded that you're worth it, amen? You say, man, you just don't know what happened on the way to church. I know how good God is. You just don't know what I was talking about last night. You don't know what I've been through. See, we always want to drive looking at the rearview mirror. There's a reason that the windshield's bigger. Because you've got to see where you're going, not where you've been. You know, can you imagine, okay, I'm going to, what are you going to do? Just start bumping into stuff. It's not a bad thing to look in, in the rear view and pull the positive from your past. But I'm telling you, don't drag the junk into the new day. God says, hey, you know what, my grace and mercy is new. He doesn't even give you any leftover mercy. That's how good God is. He said, I got it new, amen? So you know what? Unconditional love, what does that mean? No conditions. Right? But a lot of times we, we, we hear that and then we want to put... Yeah, but. If anybody's been coming here for any time, I would say, no yeah, buts. Yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, but this was. I didn't see that in his word anywhere. Man, he said, whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. I like that. I'm a whosoever. I'm not the, what is the thing? Not the sharpest crayon in the box. You know? Hey, but you know what? God uses ordinary people all the time to do extraordinary things. What's God going to do in your life if you let him? It's unlimited. It's unlimited. God gets the glory. Amen. Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. Uh, man, I ought to hear some notes being written. Cranking it down, man. This is, this is good stuff. Well, the next thing that we'll see in a testimony, the first thing we talked about is God always gets the glory. A testimony should, should elevate the Lord, not us. What God's doing in you and through you. Amen. Next, guess what the Lord showed me? He said, it will always grow our faith. It will always grow our faith. Man, when I hear about what God's doing in somebody's life, I say, well, gosh, he'd do that in my life. Sure he would. It's all level at the cross. Amen? It's all level at the cross. Amen. So look at this. We see God has no favorites. 
when we realize we are on a level playing field. Man, you know what happens so many times? I hear this all the time. First one first. Well, it's easy for you to share Jesus because you play guitar. And I correct their thinking. I said, no, it's a six-string crowbar. I just use it to open up the door. You know what? Had a guy work on my mom's house uh, the other day, and I stayed with this guy the whole day, and he's sawing and doing and everything else. And I thought, man, this is a nice guy. You know he heard about Jesus. I mean, he didn't even cut the whole board. Zoom. I said, praise God, what's going on? Right? Every opportunity. I knew he was going to be there all day. He was mine. Right? I had him on the ropes. I had him on the ropes, but guess what? He knew the Lord. So we just got to fellowship, and we got to share, and we got to, to talk about different things. But you know what? Just like I said, does that character go through? He did a great job. It wasn't about him. He told me about how God had blessed his business. He told me about how he tries to take care of his people. He told me, I wish you'd have called me last year because now it's double. But I'm not going to charge you anymore, brother. I'm going to make it right. Man, how does that happen? You know what? God goes before us. You know? I want you to see the, the, the little things. Because really, that's where God's working all the time. He doesn't he can do anything. I don't know God can do anything. Amen? So with that same thought process, He can work in anything, even if it's small. Amen? I love when I go to the grocery store. Y'all hear about it every week, talking about, man, God's working here. I love when I go to tailors and pick up something. You know? They're so gracious. They go, oh my God, Pastor Buddy's doing plumbing. He'll be back. And he'll be back. And he'll be back. And another day I got up there, I said, praise God, I've been over here three times. She said, you're really doing good this week. <laughs> yeah. And I'm getting better at stuff because what I do is I stop working on it. I call my buddy who's a plumber and go, hey, man, you need to get over here. You know? So I save him a lot of trouble, really do. Because if I keep working on it, you know what's going to happen. But that's not necessarily my gift, and I'm okay with that. What happens is, is when I try to get my shoes on it and walk in your gift and her gift and that gift, and I start going and comparing, gosh. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Just take a little spiritual inventory and see what God's working in your life. And just because you're not playing guitar or doing backflips or singing or, or whatever, what God has for you is just as unique and just as, as amazing as he's got for anybody else. God knows how to talk to his people. I love playing music. I always love playing music. When I was little, I, I think probably before I could even walk good, I was dragging a guitar. And I believe God said, you know what? I'll get his attention with that. I was telling somebody, I said, man, you still like jamming? I said, man, jam every week. But I ain't never had no reason to jam like I, I do now until I found Jesus. You know, that's all the difference. You can bang and clang all you want. You make a couple of dollars, but you'll spend it. Amen? you probably spend it before you get it. Right? But you know what? You cannot outspend your inheritance with God. What do you mean by that? I mean, you can keep speaking the word of Jesus. You're not going to run out. It's not like you get to that Bible and you go, man, is there anything left in here? No, he's got plenty. Just keep on preaching it. Keep on sharing it. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. Okay. You know what? God will use you to talk to somebody that maybe a preacher might not have ever seen. You know, the person at home that don't want God, that's all right. Come back and shine your light. Hey, you know, the person that, uh, at work that's really tough to get along with, you know what? You want to fix them? You can. God can. And let me tell you, I want you to hear the whole story. He's probably working on us during that process. Amen.
So you know what? Sometimes I, I've done this before. And say, have a, have, a, have a little, let's say as a Christian, you call it a little discussion with somebody. You know you are, right? <laughs> you just call it discussion. And I walk up and I say, I'm going to fix that person. I'm going to pray for him. Kind of yeah, jump on him, Jesus. And he says, I'm going to start with you first. Why don't you go back and tell him you're sorry? I was like, well, he's all the way over there. You got to say, I got time. I got eternity. Why don't you come back? And you go, oh, man, you're walking back. And you go, you know, um, sorry about that. I didn't respond like I wanted to. You'll be surprised how people say, well, you know what? Even if they don't agree with you all the time, there's still respect that you walk after the Lord. Amen? So keep on trucking. Let's keep on rolling. Now, we see that the Lord never changes. Things change all the time. Anybody been watching the stock market? Man, it looks like a bad heart machine. And I got guys at work, man, chew some serious nails over this stuff. I mean, I'm thinking. And they always say, man, but when are you going to retire? I said, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's great to have a plan, but I'm going to go with God's plan. You know? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I can't really control what happens tomorrow. But if I'm walking with the Lord, today's going to be all right. But what if? I still go with God. He's got a really great track record, amen? You know why? Because he never changes. Hebrews 13, 8, amen? But let's keep on rolling. We see that our faith rests in the risen, amen, Savior Jesus Christ, amen? See, that's what we need to see. We see that our faith rests. We don't maintain it. We don't go, oh man, let me get on my Bible side. Let me get out there. Okay, okay. All right. I'm a bitch for a small group. Mm. I'm going to give a little more. Mm. I'm going to do this. All oh, this work. Look at this guy. Look at this. This is love. Right? It's not works. It's not effort. It's faith in an amazing God that never changes. Amen? And so we can rest in Him. See, a lot of times people don't have peace. Why do they don't have peace? Why don't they have peace? Is because their life's in pieces. What do you mean, buddy? I believe a little bit of this. I believe a little bit of that. I believe a little bit of this. I'm going to try to fix that. You got all these pieces, right? But the peace that passes all understanding is now in Jesus Christ. He's the one who holds it together. Does that mean that you never have a tough time? Nope. But it does mean you never go through it alone. Amen? That's what I want you to hear today. You're not alone. You have the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, he says, you're mine. And he says, sometimes I just need, I just need to feel him. You know what? It might be in the tune of somebody here putting your arm around and say, you know what, brother, sister? I've been, I've been praying for you. Let me help you walk this out. Right? You know what? Let's be the ears. Let's be the mouth. Let's be the eyes. Let's be the arms for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. We can have confidence that he who started a good work in us will finish the job. Now that is Buckrow translation, so I'm going to go ahead and give you the real deal. It says, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. Right? Philippians 3, 6. I, I want you to hear this because I, I know that it's freeing. So many times when we, we get together, we, we, just, we just won't open our hearts to what God's got for us. But I pray today that it's, it's open hearts, open ears, and, and just respond to what he's got. So our faith grows as we trust in him. Our faith grows, right? You think about this. It can only be one answer. 
Now, I'm going to go back and tell you a little bit about last week. If you weren't here, you can listen online. Now, our brother Gordon talked about when he, he was uh, overseas and he got caught in a, in a crossfire in, in war. And he had been shot. He had been shot twice. And he's like, every time he would drag his body, he would bleed more. And he knew, I'm not going to make it. And he shares the testimony of this. He said in each one of their bags, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. He said each one of their bags, there must have been like a, a bandage. He said this bandage, you had, it was, even if you were well, you had to rip it out. You had to pull it out. You had to fold it out. You had to do all this stuff and everything. And he said while he was crawling, he saw out of the corner of his eyes this bandage perfectly laid in the dirt. Isn't that what he said? And he thought, how in the world? And he reached over and he was able to put that on his wound and, and stop the bleeding, slow the bleeding down until they could come back and, and take him and be able to help him, right? How does that happen? There's one answer. God. Amen. Jesus is working. And I thought about this and I thought, you know, what has God unfolded in your life? What has God placed right in reach in your life? He needed that bandage at that time. We all need this. This is not a bandage. This is not a quick fix. This is a total package. The cross. From beginning to the end, it is finished. What do we say? Hey, you finished the job. I want you to hear that today. That ought to build our faith. But I want you to hear what I'm saying also. Just like that analogy Brother Gordon said about that patch. I want you to really think about this. Take a little inventory. When you get home, on the way home, or maybe you're thinking about it right now, what is it that God's placed within my reach that I can use to further the kingdom, amen? That I can use to encourage somebody. That I can use to build my faith. That I can use that God gets the glory, amen? There's something that God's put in you, near you, around you. Take inventory today and glorify God with what God's doing. Amen? All right, so we got our faith built up. God gets the glory. Guess what? Well, from that, lives are touched. See, that's a powerful testimony. When somebody starts talking about God, talking about a testimony, it's going to glorify God. One. What else is going to happen? Our faith is going to be encouraged, right? And then lives are going to be touched with the kingdom. Amen? Take a look at this. Lives become transformed by the power of God's love. Right? The power of God's love is just amazing by the power of His grace and His mercy. And see, when we realize what Christ has done for us, it starts changing our whole perspective. How many know, let's be honest about this, we, we have a hard time dealing with forgiveness sometimes as people, amen? We really do. We really do. And there's, there's two points I want to make on this, and I probably hit it most every week because... I deal with that every week. I talk to people. I deal with it in my life and everything else. But God's already dealt with it on the cross. Amen? One, we need to forgive others. Amen? I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you agree with the offense. It means that you're going to release them so they don't have any chokehold on your life. You know, we just talked about driving and looking in the rearview mirror and looking out the, the windshield. If I'm always thinking about what this did, this one did, this one said, and everything else, please hear what I'm saying. I am not minimizing anything that anybody has, has had done in the past. I want to help you through the, God, the Word of God to free you from that and the forgiveness. Again, that does not mean we agree with 
what happened. But we can agree that God, in His loving grace and mercy, is willing to take that away and forgive them and forgive us and let's move forward in that. Now here's the other part of that equation that I find. We say, yeah, I forgive them. And then we don't forgive ourselves. You get up and you go, yeah, yeah. You know? The best illustration we could have had is, is, is several months back we did, we had a, a bag where we said a bag of sin and we brought it up here and we were going to leave, leave it at the foot of the cross, right? And then in, in the skit, this time you act like she was picking it back up. And God says, no, don't. Today, don't pick it back up. Don't pick it back up. Leave it at the foot of the cross, amen? So you know what? We're talking about how God touches lives and changes lives. What's your story? What is your story? You know, I always encourage us to read the Bible every day. I always encourage us to, to write down a few things. You know, journal. Write down what God's showing you. I think it's really important. And you can go back. And one of the things I wrote this week was this. What God has planned for you may look totally different than what he has for somebody else. I want you to hear that. But the great thing is, it will meet your uniqueness that God has placed in you. You are one of a kind, and that's awesome. Don't look to everyone else. Just look to the Lord and let him drive. Greater things are yet to come. Greater things are yet to come. Yet to come. See, so many times we want to drive the bus, and we want to compare notes, and we want to go, well, I should have this, and she should do this, and all these different things. I'm telling you, if we look to the Lord, He'll work all that stuff out, and He'll tell you exactly what path to take. The one that is following His Son. Amen? The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Well, it's just as powerful and just as miraculous as what you heard last week. And what I mean by that, your testimony, whatever it may be, is just as powerful and just as miraculous. You know why? Because you know what? We were dead in our sins. Amen? Right? Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose to give you the victory and freedom through his perfect sacrifice. And that's, that's what I want us to see today. That you know what? He, he's did the forgiving. He's did the, the, the hard part. He's the one that left heaven and came here and took all the sin upon him. He lived a sinless life. So he could be the perfect sacrifice for you and I. Amen? But you know what? You can know that with your head, but you never receive it in your heart. It doesn't mean you any good. You have to make it yours. It's a gift. A gift to sit on that shelf for years to come. But if you open it up, you can experience the true joy of that. I pray today, by faith, you open up what God's done for you. By grace, you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself, but it is a gift to God. Amen? And I, and I kept thinking about this. You know, when we realize how good the good news is, you can't keep it to yourself. Why would you want to keep it to yourself? Really? You know, I, I can't keep it to myself. People say, man, you love to talk. I love to talk about Jesus. I do. Because, you know what? That is the only thing that will transform your life. And it transform mine. That's the best deal in town. He's the only way. John 14, 6, what does he say? I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I don't want to tell you anything else other than what God says. And who he says you are. So I want you to know today, you know, God's got amazing, amazing, amazing plans for somebody. Right? And that somebody is you. So guess what? He, he's got one of us to sell somebody. He wants us to tell somebody. So look at this. I had a few things. So what happened when God showed up in your life? What happened when God showed up in your life? I know what he did in my life. And he continues to do. It wasn't a one-time deal. See, salvation is a one-time deal. You call on the name of the Lord. And, and, and he said you are justified. You are born again. Your spirit is made right by what Jesus Christ did. Hear what I say? 
And then sanctification, we've been talking about this on Tuesday night, is walking it out. The day, let's, let's put it in uh, natural time. The day you have your child, they're your child. They're your child, right? And if something happens to you tomorrow, if they rebel, they run, they do this, the family tree is going to say, little June bug was born to you, right? When you call on the name of Jesus, he sets you in the family. You're in that family. You're secure in him. No one can pluck you from the father's hand, right? But guess what? He wants to mold you. He wants to teach you just like you want to do your kids. And he wants to do that. And he does it graciously so that you reflect Jesus Christ. Amen. And guess what? Some days we shine pretty bright and some days we say, wow, me and my buddy used to do this. You know, you heard, of, heard about the, the potter and the clay getting back on a potter's wheel. We'd have a rough day and we'd do this. We'd just take our hands and flick like water. Everybody said, what's that? I said, man, we need to get back on the wheel. <laughs> we need to get back on the wheel. See, I want to be in his will. I want to be in his hand. I want to be moldable. I want to be moldable. See, and you know what? When I get dried out, I get hardened up. We well, need to be drinking in the water of the word. Amen. We need to be feeding on that. Well, let's keep on going. What else happened? Man, you were saved from sin. You were reconciled and rescued. You were set free and sealed into the family of God. You were given an inheritance. And you were pardoned from hell. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? And you know what? All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You said that sounds too good to be true. Well, you know what? The Bible says God's not a man he can lie. And if you read from cover to cover, it's all about God restoring the relationship that was broken way back when. And it's all about Jesus, amen? And it's all about me and you. But you've got to make it about you. You've got to make it about, Lord, you know what? I want that. I want that, Lord. So guess what? When we do that, when we ask the Lord to come into our life, He says, I'll take you right where you are, right the way you are. See, a lot of times we want to clean up. We want to do this. We want to do that. That's works. He said, your works are like filthy rats. It is finished by what Jesus Christ did. But I want you to hear that. So what happens then, right? He says, you know what? I want you to testify for me, right? He wants you to, to, to make account of that. Man, he, he wants you to tell somebody. As a matter of fact, look at this. You were commanded to tell somebody. Y'all know the Great Commission, right? Matthew 28, 19 says this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I command you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Tell somebody what happened when God showed up in your life. Tell somebody what God's doing. And I pray today that, you know what, God revealed himself to you in a new way. I pray just like we talked about that bandage laying close. It was just what our brother needed at that time. What is it that God's placed next to you that you need right now? First off, I hope you realize that it's salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do this every week, and I'm going to make sure everybody understands exactly where I'm coming from, okay? I do not want you to walk out that door today not changed by what God's doing. I want you to know that you have an opportunity to receive what God's done for you, right? You say, what do you mean? I want to tell you that the altar's open. I want to tell you if you want, you want one of us to pray with you, we can pray with you. I want to tell you this, that you know what the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. Today, I want you to take a little inventory. If you died right here, right now, are you sure that you go to heaven? You say, well, buddy, I don't know. Well, you can now. You say, well, how's that? Jesus Christ 
came to pay a debt that he did not owe because we had a debt that we could not pay. And he says, I love you so much that I took the penalty for that. See, that's the way it was set up. Somebody had to pay. Somebody had to pay. And God says, I love you so much, I'll pay it myself. He said, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. So if you ever doubt how much God loves you, just look at the cross. But I also want you to look to the cross because I want you to look back at your heart right now. Can you say, yeah, buddy, I know for sure I'm going to hell. You know what? Like I said, opportunities all over today. Open altar. Here you go. If you guys want prayer, you got it. You know what? If you've never called on the name of the Lord, tell you what, raise your hand. We'll pray for you right there. Be not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. If you want to meet with me or one of the team at the, at the end, I always try to station myself at the back back there because I don't want you to leave without knowing. Being sure that you know what? When you call upon the name of Jesus, you will be saved. And you know what? God is faithful. So that's where we're at. So right now, I ask you to just close your eyes and open your heart. This is where God does the business. This is where God makes it personal. The question is, are you going to make it personal? We're here today to tell you the greatest news ever is Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ died for our sin. And, it, and if you would like to receive that, there's a number of ways you can do it, but I want, I want to make it so clear that nobody falls to the class. If you want us to pray for you, you say, you know what, I'm not sure about that. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. If that's you, you can raise your hand, I'll pray with you. If you want to come up here, I'll pray with you. If you want to meet me in the back, I'll pray with you. I want you to know that God's here for you. If you're here today, and you know what? You say, man, I, I just it's, it's just so overwhelming. You know what? Just look up here. Right? If that's your prayer, I'll pray with you. You know? But I'm going to tell you what, never be ashamed of what God's doing. Amen. But you got an opportunity here to grab a hold of that. So I pray for each one here. If that's you today, let God know. God, I need you. And you know what? You know why we like to do it? Because we want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate that you pass from death to life. That's what God's done. Tell somebody. You know what? Don't leave here today. Y'all hear me say this a lot. Don't leave here today without telling somebody. You know what? I called on the name of the Lord today. You know why? Because we want to know and we want to rejoice. And we want to pray with you and walk with you. So there it is. Plain and simple. But it wasn't cheap. It was not cheap. It cost God his very best. So if you're here today and you've called on the name of Jesus, I praise the Lord for that. If you're here today, you say, man, I don't, buddy, I know that, but I've walked away. I'm going to tell you what, we're going to go even a step further. We do it every week. I'm going to make sure you understand that you know what? That God is faithful and God says, come back home. Come back home. If that's you today and you desire prayer, hey, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for each and every one here. Father, I thank you so much for, for just the testimony of what we have in you. Lord, I thank you so much, Lord, that, that your love never fails, that your grace is amazing, that you reach us right where we are, Lord. It's about us trusting you in the finished work of the cross. I pray that there's some there struggling today, Lord, that, Lord, we just grab a hold of the, your grace. Lord, we grab a hold of that. I pray that nobody leaves here today without knowing that they can have that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ from calling on the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. I have one more thing now. And I thought this would be a wonderful way to end up this, this section of the sermon. I'm going to ask you guys to read this with me. Ephesians 3.20. Y'all ready? Here we go. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power and work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask for the sake. Let that 
soak into your heart this week. Amen. Let that scripture anchor itself to your spirit. Because let me tell you, that's who we serve. That's who we love. And that's who loves us. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. All right.